Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We praise God for each and every one of you as we continue on with these songs of the night with uh, Psalm number 101. We're in these three-digit psalms, and that's got us fired up. And uh, with me, as always, is my friend and cohort, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, I always say, how are you today? But Stephanie, how is the Wesco household today? Well, everybody's excited that the school year is almost over. Um, I have kids finishing school this week through, um, we're hoping to be done early June. So, um, everybody's praise the Lord. I think everybody's doing well right now. And let me tell you the good news. So as you can imagine, there was some homeschooling and some schooling loss when you're burying your dad and going through terrible times, but I'm here to tell you that Stephanie's got everything online. Everybody's doing well. She actually has her sister help her, her, uh, the youngest of your sisters, right? I think Mary's the youngest. Yeah. 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 And so that's pretty awesome. But here we are in Psalm 101, but there's a couple segments we do first. Yeah, that's right. And whose turn is it? Oh, is it mine? I don't know. Is it mine? Oh, we'll let you do it. If you're ready, do it. If not, you can throw it at me and I'll do it. Oh, no, I think, Doug, I, I'll t- I can take the right with the food right with God, but I can't take the knucklehead one. I don't have one. I think I, it is your turn, actually. So. Okay, okay, send it to me. Well, Doug, you might be a knucklehead if if you eat someone's candy and don't replace it or leave money to allow them to go get more. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a lot of times, man, I'll come home and my candy's all gone. I'm kind of right. a candy freak. Nowhere near what Caleb Wesco is like, but I am a candy freak. Uh, I got to have like two or three pieces a day to maintain uh, my sugar high. But anyway, here we are in 101. But we also have. Uh, we also have food that's right with God. What are you thinking about that, Stephanie? Well, I think food that is right with God, I think one of the things that would definitely qualify under that is um, mashed potatoes covered in shredded gravy with, or shredded beef with gravy. Amen. Man, I used to be a gravy eater. I think it represented two inches of my waist. And... uh, (laughs) I still eat a little gravy sometimes, and and uh, and and Stephanie's gravy is good. I've had her gravy. The problem with being able to cook well is that it has, has a tendency of eating too much of cooking. You know what I mean? That's my life. But uh, Stephanie's a good cook. So this week I get to eat her food and some of my favorite restaurant down the road from her house, which is really good. So Psalm 101 is, a, is man, I mean, there's a lot going on here, Stephanie. Uh, it's a, it's a leadership and outline Psalm for leadership. We were looking at some of these things. It's uh, a Psalm of David. We're back here with our buddy and, uh, the original and the main Psalmist here. And it starts off by saying, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee. O Lord, will I sing, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. 
or when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandeth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look in a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the Lord, that they may dwell within me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that walketh uh, worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Wow. I mean, what are you thinking when we're coming out of 101, Stephanie? Wow. I, I see part of the psalm um, being David, and then it's like at verse 6, it switches to God yeah. talking. And um, I think it's a powerful, actually, I guess it's maybe um, verse 5, somewhere in there where God starts talking. But when David starts out, um, again, we have music starting off the psalm and we know David was obviously a very musical person um but as we come into verse two I think it's it's very thought-provoking um David makes some I will statements here that are powerful that are it's it's almost like his declaration to God of where he will um what he will do to please him and I love how David says, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. And um, obviously we know the opposite of, of walking as a wise man is, is walking as a fool, walking as a scorner. And I think this is a very powerful statement that every Christian needs to come to, needs to come to a resolution that I will behave myself wisely. In other words, I'm going to walk in accordance to God's word, to his principles, to the admonitions given to me um, in that perfect way. And then David ends that verse two with a perfect heart. He'll walk within his house with a perfect heart. In other words, none of us can be perfect on, of our, you know, of ourselves. Our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. But I think it's the idea, um, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it's the idea of seeking God with your whole heart Um keeping seeking to have a clean heart, a pure, pure conscience before him. And that is the essence of wisdom. Um, where you're tenderhearted towards the things of God. And when God prompts you to change something or to repent of something, you're doing it right away. You're, you're in tune with him. And that is the essence of wisdom. That is the essence of walking with a pure heart and in a perfect way. Um, that, that verse 2 just really sticks out to me that way. And then obviously verses 3 and 4 follow suit. Yeah, and I, and I think that uh, uh, having a tender heart, digging in, uh, the thing that David's talking about there in those first verses, I think that I think it's pretty cool when we can get our places to I will behave myself in a wisely, a perfect way. Remembering that David at this point, the kingdoms were all split and all messed up. And, and we know the two main kingdoms were the kingdom of Israel and then the kingdom of Judah with Israel being promised uh, the promised land, you know, uh, where mm -hmm. Mount Zion is and stuff. But, but David started as the king in Hebron. And, uh, and then he ends up over there, and he's, now he's got Israel. 
in uh, in Jerusalem, and he's he's probably trying to get. Uh, uh, you know, they're trying to combine all the different little kingdoms and kingdoms and Judah and things of that nature. But I love the way you hit that too. I will behave myself wisely. You know, you got to have your own precept somewhere along the way, Stephanie. You know, mm-hmm. in the army, there was, uh, uh, I am an American fighting man serving my country in a time of need. Now they changed it since I came in basic training uh, to an I am an American serving my country. But it used to be I'm an American fighting man serving my country in a time of need. I will not quit my post until properly relieved. I will obey the orders of the officers appointed over me, and so on and so on forth. And we had this list of, uh, like, you know, five general or six general orders, and we had to memorize those general orders because they controlled everything we did in life. When mm-hmm. I was in the Army, was those general orders. And they were the same general orders in each branch of the military, I'm sure. But then you get to, um, you get to a place where God has general orders, and, you know, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will thou come on to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. It's hard to walk within your house in a perfect heart with a perfect heart when you're looking at uh, pornography or you're covering, coveting your neighbor's wife or husband or whatever the case may be. It's hard to <clears throat> have that perfect heart uh, unless we put in, we're putting God at, at the forefront. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Now, this is a big thing right here, Stephanie. My kids, when I used to teach like a Awana class, you know, the kids and things like that. Uh, when I was in the Army, I, I was the Awana commander. I was, you know, the Wednesday night youth leader. I, I was a, at one church. I was the kids pastor downstairs and all those different things. And people would always say, well, what if something shows up before my eyes? This little boy asked me, he said, you know, he saw <clears throat> this girl wearing a string bikini in her backyard. And, uh, and he said, I used to, you know, wait for her to come out so I could look at her. And this boy was, you know, 10, 12 years old, you know, and he says, when does it become a sin to look at her? And I said, when you're waiting for her to come out to look at her, I said, if you see something casually out of the corner of your eye, don't look back, just turn away and you're okay. But it's when we're fixating on this girl who wore a string bikini or whatever the case may be, uh, you know, we're not perfect. I mean, we're going to see things in this world of ours. We're going to go through things. But, I mean, there's a point where it goes, it turns from being nonchalant. This world's filled with wickedness and filthiness now. You can't go to a store. That's why without seeing people half naked, and and I'm not saying that everybody has to wear a certain type of clothes. I'm saying that we have to dress modestly. You know, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't shouldn't be wearing things that show people our, our, our private stuff that's saved for our husbands or wives. You know, and yeah. uh, and I think that's what's getting on. And he's saying, I, I will walk within my house. I will set no wicked thing before thy eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Now, that's hard. It's going back to that friend thing you talked about, Stephanie. Yeah. You know, sometimes, and I know just recently you had to cut communications with somebody. Several, And over the time I've known you, you've cut communication with I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 people, and I've done the same. Yeah. Uh, just because uh, we don't want to know a wicked person. We don't want to be part of that. We don't yeah. want to take on someone's identity, friends. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons we, we go out of our way to say we're not hanging out with a bad person or this type of person. We don't want to take on their identity. Our yeah. identity is found in Jesus Christ. Our identity is found in God's word. And these are precepts to live by. These are general orders. 
And uh, then we get to first five, Stephanie, and I know you just covered the first four, but what do you think of verse five? Whoso privately, privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off, him that hath an high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. What is that verse telling to us? What is it saying? Wow. I think there's, I think there's a sense in which God is talking here, but we keep going with the I wills. Um, but God's taking God in verse five makes a very serious statement. Cutting off is a, is a term of breaking at the very least break a relationship with. And whether this is David or God talking, um, we know verse six is definitely God talking. I don't have a commentary in front of me. Um, but if it's David talking, I'm not, he's, he's saying I'm cutting off ties with anyone who's slandering. I'm not, I'm not going to be friends with someone who's going around slandering other people behind their backs. And slandering is not the idea of slander has, is always in connotation with lies. Slandering is never in connotation with the truth being spoken. And so in other words, who's, whoever is privately lying about his neighbor behind his back, because that's what slander is, I'm done. I'm cutting off ties with them. If this is God talking, <laughs> cutting off is not a term you want used concerning you when it comes to God. In other words, God takes that very seriously. Um, in Proverbs, God talks about sowing of discord um, as an abomination, and that's the same idea as slander. Um, that's something God takes very, very seriously. And um, again, that's a connotation of you're speaking lies. You're, you're giving facts in maybe that you consider facts, but they are so twisted to fit whatever you want them to mean. That's slander. That's lying in the end. Um, a partial lie is still a lie. It's a complete lie. There is no such thing as a partial lie. Um, and I, God looks at that very seriously and then talks about a high look and a proud heart. Yeah. God has patience for that and neither should we. Um, And I think there's a power. I think it all goes along with the end of verse four. I will not know a wicked person. Yeah. And we choose who our companions are. Mm. We choose who we will spend time with. We choose who we will let influence us. And I've seen firsthand where, you know, and this sounds powerful. There's so much here. But verse three indicates, I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. That turning aside, in other words, I hate the work of them that I used to walk side by side with. We were on the same path. We were headed the same direction, and they chose to turn aside. Yeah. yeah they, they chose to hate the path, and it doesn't say I hate the person. It says I hate the work of them. I hate the, the outworkings. I hate the consequences. I hate the change in their life that I've seen. And when I read through this psalm, I see play in my head that are very hard. Um, but this is, this is Psalm 101 lays out before us. I think the tale of someone, the story of someone who is choosing to make Christ his life. And when Christ is your life, it's like you have to let all of these other things fall off. Things that hindrances that would be weights and wrong friendships, wrong relationships, you know, and this is not politically correct. Um, 
I've, I've witnessed families where playing politics in the family to keep the peace is the name of the game. And to watch how that, that monstrous octopus works, it becomes a cult. And David's like, no, I will be, I will not be a part of that because slander, because, um, (laughs) a froward mouth, a proud look, or a proud heart, a high look, all of those things are a part of that kind of scenario. And God's hand of blessing will not be on that. Instead, God very strong words. Yeah, no, I agree. That's, that's great. And then those last three verses attributed to God here, mine eyes shall pee upon the faithful of the land and they may dwell with me that he walketh in a perfect way. He shall serve me. He that worketh the seat shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land. That's where it goes to God there in eight. Uh, All the wicked of the land that I may cut off the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Uh, And talking about what he, you know, he's taken over Jerusalem. He wants things to be right. He wants things to be in order. He wants it to be godly. He wants it to be the way it is. And, you know, you go to those first verses through five that we were just talking about, and there is a reason to separate from folks. There is a reason to get away from the knuckleheads because it's taken down our testimony. It's taken down uh, the way people look at us. It's taken down uh, the ability that we have with people. When people look at us as knuckleheads because of people we hang out with or because the people we hang out with are doing these things, remember the verse, do not let your good be spoken evil of. Uh, You don't have an ability to counsel with somebody or to help them or to take care of them. And I think that's kind of what's going on here at the end. I'm not going to, you know, mine eyes shall not be, upon, uh, shall be upon the faithful. So they're not going to be upon the unfaithful. And, uh, uh, you know, he worketh the seat shall not dwell in my house. Those people who are out trying to hurt people insinuate, make comments, do things, stink, joy suckers, people who want to be better than everybody else, prideful. I will early destroy all the wicked. Again, these precepts, I'm going to do these things, these general orders. This is about you, God. And uh, I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. I want to cut these off. So I I think really you can take Psalm 101 and put it into a few different categories. And the first part is your devotion to God with one and two and how devoted, how devoted uh, David is here and behaving himself wisely, all those two things. And then three through five talks about discernment that we as Christians need to have. We're not going to have wicked things around us. We're, we're not going to have a froward heart. We're, uh, we're not going to have people around us that slander at their neighbors. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, that can mess you up more than a soup sandwich. But then in verse six down, Stephanie, we're making that decision to do those things. So wrapping this up, I mean, how in the world can we find ourselves in a position where we're hanging out with all the wrong people, where we're uh, doing all the wrong things, and it kind of feels okay. How do we get there? Wow. I think there's a sense in which you quench the spirit of God when he when he sp- tries to speak to your heart. If you reach that point of getting away from God to the point where he says, I'm going to destroy you, I'm going to cut you off, yeah. that's a place to be and the alternative is to make the I wills here the wise I wills that David does these resolutions of coming before God and saying God by your grace I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way I will walk within my house with perfect heart you know a power there's a powerful statement right there um, that I think 
deter- will affect everything else. It says, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. In other words, who I am behind doors. Yeah. Who I am when no one sees me. Who I am around my kids. Not who I am at church. Not who I am in public when I'm out to make a show. I'm going to, I am going to walk within my house with a perfect heart. And that's the key. It's not who we are. Who we are at home is who we should be with everyone else, but our home is really are. And I think that's the most powerful thing here to me is if that's in, if that's where it's supposed to be, all of these other things will spider web in a godly sense out of that. But if you don't walk within your house in your private time, when it's just you, if you're not walking with a perfect heart, then, then none of these other things will play out of your life. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light. Yeah. Anyway, we love you folks. We hope you're having a great day, but grab a hold of this. Grab a hold of the concepts here. Grab a hold of God wanting you uh, to be that person. David put it, he was devoted to God. He had discernment for God. It wasn't about what David could do. This was nothing about what David could do. And he made a decision to follow God and make it right. And uh, that's what that's what Psalm 101 is saying to us today. We sure do love you folks. If you need us, find us over there on Help for Wounded Spirits. And we'll talk to you real soon. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.